Hey, Matt. Mark, my man. What's up? <laughs> oh, not much. You? Same. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in. Uh, I'm in Halifax right now. We uh, on our way back. On our way to Europe from Victoria, we stopped in Halifax. A friend of mine was getting married, so we've been. We flew coast to coast. I'm jet lagged to hell. <laughs> Uh, and yeah, so wedding was over the weekend and tomorrow we're headed to Portugal. Nice. Yeah. Going to do the true nomad life. Yeah. Seriously. How long are you going to be there? Uh, so we're going to be in Europe for about a month. Uh, we've got two and a half weeks in, yeah, two and a half weeks, three weeks in Portugal. And we've got, uh, my wife has a conference in Vienna, in Austria, uh, at the beginning of November. So we'll head there for five or six days, and then we'll come back, um, back to Victoria to get the dog, and then kind of scope out what our next few months look like. Okay. Yeah. So is it probably you will be in Victoria for a while? Like, uh, Probably not. The, okay. At least right now, uh, I'm interested in getting a taste of Victoria when it isn't, uh, when it's not summer. I've spent most of my time there when the weather's really nice, but I'd like to get a sense of what the weather is in the winter. I hear it's very gray and drizzly because really, you know, the trip to Victoria and spending a lot of time there was also vetting it as a place to live long term. Okay. So um, I want to, I've tried it when it's nice and it's great. And I want to try it when it's less nice and see what that's all right. about. <laughs> uh, yeah. Because even moving to Europe, like that, that could have been on the table. But um, so uh, my wife's business partner just moved there and we've gotten, I've gotten a really good look at what it's like to leave the country when you own equity in a company that's based in Canada. Oh. It is very, very complicated. And there's tax, there's a bunch of tax events that happen. Um, yeah, it's, it's pretty crazy. So um, it's been really great to get a, you know, a, an upfront view of, of what that is. And I would like to not do that. <laughs> right. <laughs> I can avoid it. I'd like to not. So, and of course, like anything that affects me in, in the move also affects my wife um, and she would have to go through it but way worse <laughs> right. uh, her business is doing great and is way bigger than you know my tr- my trifles <laughs> so uh, yeah so th- it's very complicated but we the nice thing is we could go there for an extended time so Portugal fun fact Portugal literally just opened up a visa for digital nomads that is not contingent on residency so um, all of the tax savings and stuff that you hear about Portugal is only for people who are seeking residency. Um, if you're going to go to Europe and you don't have a visa, you or you know like a work visa or a reason to stay longer than 90 days. 90 days is just what you know the European Union gives you for the like the Schengen region, I think it's called. Um, so if you want to stay longer than 90 days, uh, you need a visa, and this digital nomad visa will let you do that. And you don't have to acquire residency or even be on a path to residency. You can okay. just go and stay. And as long as you make enough money and can prove it, then you can stay in the country. <clears throat> so this is com- completely new. This is not what Peter Levels talks about. Correct. Yeah. This is okay. totally new. It's not even it, actually technically it's not even out yet. So we're recording this on the 17th, but they've announced that this visa will become available on October 30th. Um, okay. Yeah. So it's brand, brand new. Um, so if we want to go back for a more extended stay uh, in the wintertime. You know, we were kind of thinking about spending Christmas in Victoria and then maybe spending six months in, in Portugal in the new year. Okay. Uh, that would be the way we would do it. Because up until now, we would have had to have done the 90 days, and that's 
we would have to we want to bring the dog with us and it's just it's too short of a time to justify but if you do something more like six that's that's a little more uh, on the table yeah yeah and if because you're leaving now that means you you're you're gonna you'll be back in a dead winter right exactly (laughs) exactly yeah this is just a dry run try it out and then then go back for real yeah exactly so yeah so yeah because only going for a month you know it's it's a little more achievable or you know like we can't bring the dog with us i don't want to be away from my pooch for for too long it's hard to yeah i love her so so it's complicated um but you know we have a lot of travel plans coming up and it's exciting like this is exactly what i wanted to do with my you know living the nomad life i want to try a bunch of different places i want to just go places that are fun um and this is a chance to do it awesome yeah so i'm pumped i'm I'm really excited yeah seriously this is this is great yeah i, I know i know that the digital nomad lifestyle is not for me <laughs> <laughs> how do you know that i because i i i like like i like settling down like mm-hmm. you know i mean I I also have a dog, so mm. my dog, you know, loves our neighborhood. Loves, you know, my dog has friends, and <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But also, like you know, I have I have kids, mm-hmm. uh, so you know, their boyfriends and girlfriends are here. All their friends are here. They go yep. to school here. It's like, and 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 I have a whole judo community that I yeah that I'm you know very close to and lots of good friends. And yeah. No, I'm I'm more of a digital flaneur. So I like to, <laughs> I like to just stay somewhere, but but have the the, the digital freedom, but yeah, but don't need to travel. Or <laughs> yeah, no, I'm definitely finding that what I've learned from the travel we've done so far is that you really need to live the life that you want to live in the moment. So, like for example, uh, I I've always been interested in getting better at Olympic weightlifting. Uh, and I've wanted to hire somebody, like I've wanted to hire a trainer to to focus only on that. And I actually had the opportunity to do that last month. I met a guy who competed um, in Olympic weightlifting and he was taking on clients. And I was like, man, could you teach me more about how to do Olympic weightlifting? Like, can we work together? And, you know, we kind of put together a multi-month contract. And I was like, well, I'm actually going to be leaving <laughs> pretty soon to go away for a month and I'll be back. But, you know, I'm going to have to put things on hold. Right. And I was talking with my wife about it. And I'm like, oh, I have this opportunity to do this and that'd be really fun, but we can't because we're leaving in six weeks or something. And, you know, we talked it through and you you can't put your life on hold for everything. Like, otherwise you'll never you'll never do anything or meet anyone or anything because you, you're always like, oh, I've always got one foot out the door, so I can't do anything. Like, oh, no, fuck it. Like, as long as you have a, uh, as long as you have a decent exit clause where you can just all right, it's not going to cost me much to terminate this or I can just lapse paying. I'm not signing a big contract for some big commitment. Who cares? Just try it and and uh, and have the adventure. Right. So yeah, like getting your, you know, planting your feet for as long as you're there and really kind of throwing yourself in whole hog. But I will say I definitely miss, as soon as you leave a place, that's when you realize how many roots you actually have. Right. Because damn, I have a lot of friends that I miss. And yeah, just like, I miss ha- always having a park nearby or, you know, like we, you, you were very selective about where we live because we want these things to be close to us. And you don't always get that depending on what Airbnb you're staying in, or it's not right. quite the way you want it. Or, you know, you're compromising in ways that you wouldn't necessarily be compromised if you got to pick or you could be more selective. So 
so far it's been an adventure. I've really enjoyed it. I've learned a lot, <laughs> um, especially about how to be a nomad. Like, God, we brought way too much stuff. Jesus. <laughs> um, but other than that, like, yeah, I'm, I'm just ready to, to make the trip bigger. Like, let's, let's go be right. bigger. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, you, you got to try it to know if you're going to, if you're going to like it. Yeah. So, yeah. So right now, haven't had a lot of math time. Uh, since we spoke last week, um, I traveled to Halifax and I'm going, getting over jet lag. So that's been wonderful and working a little bit and hanging out with my family. So, uh, worked most of today. Tomorrow will be a little better, but I'm taking off for Portugal tomorrow. So okay. we, yeah, we leave in the, we leave at like 6.30 or something like that. So tomorrow's going to be a little broken up. And then you have to go through jet lag all over again. Yeah. We, yeah. Loved it so much. Did it twice. <laughs> yeah. That's going to be a nightmare. I'm so like very fast sidebar. I am terrified of flying. Um, I have a real fear that I have to medicate heavily to get on planes. Okay. I had a really bad um, incident on the way back from Japan uh, when I was there. I haven't always been this bad. I mean, I'm not sure anybody loves flying. I mean, maybe if you're totally crazy, you, you really love it. <laughs> but, but uh, I, you know, I was always fine. And then, yeah, I went to Japan and came back and it was, I had a really bad experience. And ever since then, I've had to like medicate pretty badly. So I'm okay. really not looking forward to um, the red eye to Portugal and like trying to sleep and then having like a little bit of turbulence, like give me a heart attack. So <laughs> yeah, oh god. Hopefully the medication takes takes care. Of it. Yeah, that must not be easy. I just I just feel bad because I'm I'm I get so scared. Like <laughs> in uh, in June, this is a funny story. In uh, in June, uh, when I went to NFT NYC. Uh, I my you know I, I had my Xanax, but I packed it in my check luggage. And, oh no! And uh, so I'm in the cabin. And I was like, oh crap, I forgot. So I, it, the flight was okay for the most part until 90 minutes before we had to land, and it was so bad. I was just I was just crying. Like I I don't know what else to do. You just I was just in tears. So I asked the lady next to me if I could hold her hand. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And she was like, "Oh, of course." So she Whoa. like comforted me for the for the remainder of the flight. Anyway, we ended up being on the same flight back to uh, to Vancouver. No way. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, her husband was there, and I, we we weren't sitting uh, next to each other. But he was like, "If you need to change seats, uh, you know, just let me know, and we nice. you, know, you can sit next to her." But I, I I was smart enough, and I brought my my pill bottle with me. And I, uh, I just shook it at them, and I was like, "Oh, I'll be okay this time." <laughs> but yeah, Ugh. I'm assuming she was not a New Yorker. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I have no idea. I there wasn't much room for conversation. I was too snotty and like, yeah, just full of tears. There, there wasn't a lot of talking. Right, but I mean, the fact that she, she was also on the return flight back. Yeah, right? probably, probably. But I'm just imagining like that typical New Yorker, like. <laughs> reaction to what you want to hold my hand fuck you yeah, don't, don't touch me <laughs> exactly yeah that was so yeah that, that's my most recent uh the most recent hilarity that i have but yeah okay. it's uh yeah i'm just not looking not looking forward to to enduring that and having to function on the other side because at least you can kind of nap or you can do little thing like you know you can get a little bit of rest on the plane but i'm just prepared to basically do an all-nighter right so yeah, enough of my misery. How are things? <laughs> what are you up to? <laughs> um, well, I've been uh, I've been building this uh, WordPress migration tool. Okay. Because I've had lots of people that uh, 
that are asking for it okay. <laughs> and consistently re-asking for it. Mm, good market signal. I like it. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, at this point I was there. All right. Like I had other things that I had to get finished, but not that all that is done. I can get back to finishing the tool. I mean, I already wrote most of it. Um, I just need to start testing it. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I think this has a lot of potential because there's so many agencies that uh, they love Webflow, but then they get they get clients that come in through the door and they, they're like, oh, we're already on WordPress though and we'd like to stay. And, and they try to convince them to switch. But then even if they get them, convince them to switch, like it's, it's a pain to like transfer all the right. all the blog posts and the categories, the tags, all that stuff. Yeah, because it's basically a full, I mean, it's it's brain surgery. You're taking, yeah. you're, you have to take all the information out of one CMS and put it into. Right. And if you want to, you know, you don't want to mess up your SEO, you want all your URLs to stay the same oh, or, yeah. or have a way to generate all the redirects that you need to define. Totally. So, yeah, so those are all the edge cases that uh, I have to test and finalize and make sure that I'm covering them all. Okay. Interesting. But but yeah, but I'm pretty excited about it. It's cool. going to be it's going to be cool. So, this would be a it would be a one-time migration, wouldn't it? Yeah, that that's that's a good point. Like that that's one of the reasons why I never worked on it because I was like, oh, I don't want to I don't want to have this like one-time thing. Uh, then I started to think, is there a way that I can have some kind of like agency package where they, they pay per month just to have access to the tool, but then they can use it as many times as they want. Sure. But um, that not many agencies that I talked to were interested in that because mm-hmm. usually they, they just have the client like create the account mm-hmm. and pay for it and then they'll set it up for them. Right. So So in the end, yeah, it's it's most likely gonna only be used at one time. Okay. But I'm gonna I'm gonna make it a premium tool, so you have to be on the the ninety nine dollar plan in order to use it. Okay. So basically, even though I know they're gonna cancel it immediately after, yeah, like it at least it's gonna be like ninety nine dollars to import. Yeah, I see a WordPress site. Fair enough. Yeah. So and that makes sense too because it's not like you're like. Oh, I want to invoke this tool. You get one shot at it. Like, no, you you buy it for a month, and you can run it yeah, as many exactly. times as you want, or play around with it. Yeah, exactly. Like you're gonna you're gonna do quite a few runs with it, and then yeah. test it, deploy it, mm-hmm. uh, make some adjustments. So, so yeah, so that's that's how it's gonna work. But it but it's pretty much you're gonna have to have a nine nine dollar plan for each Webflow site that you want to migrate. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> I, well, I guess that's the point that, as well. Like. Actually, no, that's that's a very good point. Um, because they are the whole point is that they're pulling their C- their web um their WordPress CMS and putting it into an Airtable CMS. And then uh, no, they're gonna be doing directly to Webflow. Oh, directly to Webflow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, because it's it's all static stuff. Like mm-hmm. it's you know, right now they're doing everything in WordPress. So now they're gonna blog directly in Webflow from now on once they migrate uh, they, so they don't they don't need Airtable got it no they probably don't need Airtable I mean, no exactly <laughs> yeah depending on I guess it'll always depend on the case but um, yeah you become a you become a feather in their cap of being able to make that transition work yeah I mean it, I mean you know nothing is set in stone right the, yeah. this is how I'm gonna launch it and we'll see totally uh, I, but I can play around with pricing after that and mm-hmm. uh, yeah exactly we'll see 
Okay. But yeah, it's nice. I'm coding again. Mm. And, <laughs> and you know, like a while ago, uh, I was trying this like one week of dev, one week of marketing. Yep. And, uh, and now I was thinking of doing it again, but I was thinking maybe a week on an office is too much. And I was trying to find a different way of doing it where maybe I do marketing on days that I do judo or <laughs> like, or like trying to fit like blocks in, inside my calendar where, okay, on these days I do marketing on these days I do dev. Right. Uh, but then it, it, it felt too restricting. So I decided, no, forget it. I'm going to try again this this one week of dev, one week of marketing mm-hmm. cycle. So I'm giving it another try. Okay. And does your... Um, so is this a week of dev or are you pl- when are you planning to... Yeah, this it? is a week of dev. Okay. So today, like, uh, there's, a, there's a few little bugs that were bugging me mm-hmm. or improvements that I wanted to do. So I, I got so many of them, them done this morning. And uh, I think for the rest of the week, I'll be working on the WordPress migration tool. So yeah, it's... Um, and then for next week, marketing week, I still don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's the point. It's like, it, it's going to force me to, to think about it. Like sure. When I, you know, next weekend, when I plan my week, it's going to, I'm going to have to decide what, what am I working on? Any, any precursor thoughts? Anything? I mean, yeah. What are you, what are you thinking? What's a marketing week look like for you now? Um, yeah, like I know I have a bunch of ideas for blog posts. Okay. So, so I might try to see how well I can do it myself with copy AI. Okay. Like, uh, I've, when I spoke to, uh, to Xavier, like he, he says he has pretty good success with it to like generate the summary and then for each item on, in the summary, like beef it up, create the content for it. So I'm going to try that. Okay. <clears throat> and, uh, I think my, I have an affiliate program, but I, I haven't advertised it yet. Okay. So that's another thing where I might actually go with one of these third parties that manage everything for you. Okay. And then then I have an idea for something that I might create that will like give people ideas of how they can become how they can what they can do to become an affiliate okay. and and you know turn it into a, a revenue generating activity. Cool. Okay. Yeah. So like top of my head those are the two ideas for next week but uh, I might I might do something else who knows yeah fair enough <laughs> so yeah like when I, when I was trying to fit it into my schedule um, yeah I realized like I didn't like that that restraint like so on some days like I I do judo in the middle of the, of the day yep uh, but often afterwards like we go out for drinks or, or lunch sure. afterwards mm-hmm. so it's like yeah and then sometimes I I overexert myself and I have no energy when I come back. And <laughs> so it's like, yeah, this doesn't work. And, and I like that part of my lifestyle, like just being able to go out for, for lunch afterwards with the guys. And yeah, which brings me to back to this, you know, lifestyle, like, you know, or digital nomad, like uh, this week I listened to a podcast called bootstrapped. Okay. And, uh, the, the host invited two people over to basically take over the podcast and talk about their lifestyle businesses. I love it. I've, yeah, I'm yeah. not familiar with this podcast. Bootstrapped? Yeah. Um, and yeah, it was, it, was super, it was super interesting because it, when I started to become a, 
digital, uh, to become a indie hacker when I quit my job. Yeah. Like that's pretty much what everyone was trying to do is build a lifestyle business. Yeah. Right. And when you read, when you read the four hour work week, like he talks about lifestyle design and, and it seems like those terms are, I, I don't know, they've been, they're taboo now. Nobody talks about them or if they do, they talk negatively about them. Like, yeah. Yeah. It, it feels, <clears throat> I think I agree with you. I think that I'm starting to think that there's this, I don't know, maybe it's growth. I don't know. Like we're, it feels like we're in the conversation about this. We're always chasing growth. How can we grow more when you don't have anything like me? Uh, how do you grow? How do you go from zero to one of, of yeah, turning a profit at all? But then it feels like as soon as you get profit, then people are like, awesome. How can I grow and get even more profit? Yeah. They're not like, oh yeah, now I'm, now I can ride horses every afternoon or like we we're not hearing about what's being enabled we're just hearing like okay now we're chasing even more growth yeah exactly okay not it's a business and it still has more potential so yeah i'm gonna hire people and mm -hmm. you know we're gonna grow it even bigger and mm -hmm. but you know in the in at the end of the 2000s like i read the four hour work week mm -hmm. and uh really what stuck out for me is is i like, there were two things like the first one was that retirement is just this weird social construct that doesn't make any sense. And mm. why are we saving money our whole lives just to eventually when you turn 65, you will do what you want to do. Yeah. It's like, fuck that. <laughs> why don't you do that now when you, when you have the energy? <laughs> yeah. Right. And, and then the other concept was that once you design that lifestyle you want, mm. you're, you'll be surprised by it how much it costs to, to finance that lifestyle, right? Yeah. Like it's not, like even if you wanted, oh, I, I absolutely want to drive a Ferrari. Yeah. Well, it's like, well, you don't have to own the Ferrari. You no. can just lease it. Hell no. <laughs> Who owns that shit? No way. <laughs> right? So it's like, so how much really is it going to cost you to lease it? It's like it's not, it's not millions of dollars. <laughs> In my case, like I wanted to do sports and, and I wanted to have like flexibility of my schedule. Like I want to be able to do errands when it in the middle of the day when it's not busy. Like yeah. so, I don't have to stand in line and wait. Totally. Or or always wait for the weekends to do all these errands. Like and most most of all, like I wanted to spend time with my kids while they were still at home. So yeah, when when I did the math, it's like I yeah I don't need that much money to just take the summers off and spend it with my wife and kids. Yeah. No, I honestly, that's what's the most, that's what seems so compelling to me. Like I actually, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm, I have an opportunity to travel the world right now and that's awesome. And I, and I, right now I want to do it. But really when I think about the things that I want, I just think back to like when I was growing up and all the compromises that my parents had to make, not because they were like dirt poor or anything like that, but it was always like, how do we want to spend our time and how are we able to spend? It? And I think about like, the opportunities that I want to have in my life, if you know, if I have kids, I want to be able to like spend a lot more time with them and I want to take them to soccer practice or swimming or whatever. Like, you know, I, I those are things that I, uh, I don't, I don't want to have to, I mean, you know, life is always a juggle, but I don't want to necessarily have to say like, oh, I, I can never do it. All right. There's no way I could do it. I'm too busy. Like, I, right. oh, God, I really don't ever want to be too busy to miss out on, miss out on stuff like that. Yeah. And if you have a full-time job, even if your employer is super cool and, mm. oh, yeah, you can, you know, you have flexible hours and mm. 
you know, this, most of them still want 40 hours a week from you. Yeah. And, and, and that's a, that's a fair trade. Like yeah. how do yeah. Like you, you want to achieve pace in your work and I want to get paid. So <laughs> we have to come to some kind of agreement. Yeah. But, but then you want to take an afternoon off to go see your kids do a music rehearsal and, yeah. and it's like, well, I guess I'm working during the weekend now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or we have a release happening. Can't do that. Right, exactly. Then it's, no, no, you're going to work overtime and weekends and yeah. until we launch. Yeah. yeah, you're on somebody else's schedule. Yeah. So, yeah, so I read the four-hour work week. So I was there. Yeah, that's it. Like, I, the lifestyle I want right now is I want to spend time with my family. And then I read Start Small, Stay Small by Rob Walling. And, right, like, it's in the, the title of the book. It's like, <laughs> start small and then stay small. <laughs> Right, like you, you just need something that generates enough money to pay for your living expenses, and yep. But, but that has really, I, I feel like Rob Walling's message has really changed over the years. Like, it's funny you say that. Like, I'm thinking about what. Yeah, he has an interesting question that he asks people that he runs into when he says, like, you know, what's a recent episode of the the show that you remember? And it feels like all the memorable episodes have been people who are funded by Tiny Seed that are yeah. kind of looking to blow up exactly um, yeah like he doesn't have towel vendors on his on his <laughs> podcast i just because he used to sell beach towels like you know he's he doesn't have any of those on there and it's kind of interesting to think like oh yeah the the not that i don't know if the messaging has changed but his interest level in the bigger stuff has definitely gone up and like yeah. he, and, and of course i guess it makes sense like the people who are in his immediate network and the ones he wants to see do well are coming from tiny seed or, or are doing reasonably well or are growing reasonably large and they're hiring more people and that sort of thing. Yeah. I mean, that's it. It's, it's totally normal that your priorities change or your, your ambitions change. Totally. Yeah. Right. I mean, even for myself, like for the past, like for, for at least 10 years, I was like not working at all during the summers and we were traveling and, uh, and you know we'd go on these long road trips for the whole summer. It was it was it was awesome. But now the kids are older; they don't want to leave for the summer. They want to stay with their friends. Yeah. Uh, so you know that that part of my life is over. So now, it, and then there was the pandemic. So then, yeah, geez, my yeah. judo was over, my poker was over, my volleyball was over. It was all over. Yeah. So that's when I started Power Importer because it was like, all right, let's let's just start something new is at least it's the only thing i can do during the pandemic is just build a new SaaS. yeah uh but then it seems like i got sidetracked again with like okay now i got a business sure i gotta grow it and but part of that has got to be because it's it's fun yeah i mean that's it it, it is fun you know and i no, I, of course and, and i don't regret any of it it's just that like we don't talk about lifestyle design anymore like it's like i <clears throat> Right now, like I'm, I'm, I'm doing judo, and uh, my my I have goals in there. Like my goal is to compete this this year again yep. because during the pandemic all competitions stopped, but now they're starting again. Right. So you know, so that those goals like require a lot of my attention, and <laughs> you know, it affects my diet, it affects my training, or my sleep. Um, so those are all priorities I have to juggle. So like, the the goal is that my businesses need to allow that of course yeah. yeah but yeah it seems like uh that's that's out of fashion now like people talk <laughs> you know like like yeah Wal rob walling like 
runs Tiny Seed, right? Mm-hmm. So his incentives are yeah. He wants to funnel like SaaS companies, SaaS founders that have potential to become multi-million-dollar ARR businesses. So if you're running a small lifestyle business and you have no ambitions of having multi-million dollar ARR, then yeah, it's not a good fit. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's tricky to think about how it has changed or how, you know, like startups or the rest of us have changed. Do you, and even microconf, like, I don't know, like now the events, they're doing more smaller events, which is fine. Um, and how can we learn more about, you know, you know, meeting people and continuing to further the community? But even actually, you know, I mean, even at uh, even at MicroConf, I feel like the people I've heard talk are like very successful. But exactly. I mean, is that that's an interesting question? Like, is that okay? Is it like it, are they the people we want to hear from? I mean, if you're successful, then you have likely have something to teach. Um, but is it more valuable to hear from someone who's gone? I don't know, like say you're doing 5K a month. Do you want to hear from someone who's doing 100K a month? Or do you want to hear from someone who's doing 20K a month? Like who's going to have more to contribute to your overall standing? Like I'm just kind of talking out of my ass here. Like you're way more successful than I am. So yeah, maybe I'll ask you the question. Like who do you prefer to hear from? Like do you want to hear from Derek Reimer from Savvy Cal? Or do you want to hear more from somebody who's doing something more like, I don't know how much you make per month, but I don't know, like. 10 15k a month i don't know 20 like yeah who's your ideal like mentor i guess i i think mine is someone who has multiple businesses like ah (laughs) and how do you like manage your time between them sure because yeah because once and power importer is at that point where it's making more money than i need like so i'd be perfectly happy just continue to run it like as it is like Mm -hmm. And yeah, add importers because that's that's coding, and I love coding, yeah. and I love solving new problems. Sure, but uh, like I don't know, I have no ambitions of like, oh, now I need to ramp up my marketing and get more customers. And it's like, why? Why? Yeah. <laughs> that just means I'm gonna have more like support tickets and yeah. <laughs> more. It's like I don't know. It it doesn't need to grow. Like, and and yeah, and I have this this urge to start something new because that's the part that I love the most. Sure. I love the, I love the startup to something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. So yeah. Um, yeah. I would, I would be interested in hearing stories from people who, who are doing that. They're like starting new ones. And so, so basically to get new ideas of how did you, how did you, how did you get the new idea for the new one? And how did you get your first thousand customers? And I'm also interested in hearing from those people. <laughs> Yeah. What's well, it? I mean, at the beginning, I think that's what MicroConf was, right? First of all, it was only one event. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it was really about the starting a business. But and then at one point, they, they like forked it. And then there was, <coughs> there was the starter and growth. Like, yeah. And growth. Um, and I think growth is really where the focus is now. Mm. When you see the talks, you know, they're from, yeah, people who have had huge exits or or have grown something to really big. Yeah, and like you said, the podcast is often it's people that are in tiny seed. Mm. So people who got funding. I mean, I, I'm not gonna nitpick about the term bootstrapped. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I mean, that I think that's fine. I think t- it, 
fact that Tiny Seed exists is a wonderful thing. Totally. I totally agree. Yeah, absolutely. But it just it changes. Like nobody talks anymore about life, lifestyle design and yeah. and building a lifestyle business just to finance your lifestyle design. Totally. Yeah, it's like the all of it, you know, you said it beautifully. I think somewhere the conversation became more about growth and less about what doing this has enabled. Like we yeah. do, we do it to we do it to support ourselves. We do it to enrich our lives, uh, not necessarily just to build a business to continue enriching the business. No, we're, we're enriching our lives. That's the whole point. Right. For me, it's the whole. Point. Yeah, and and of course you have to you have to like the business. Like I'm not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm not. I'm not saying. Oh, I don't care, and I'm just going to build some like SEO stuffed like website yeah. that has ad AdSense and. Mm-hmm. Like no, like I I like building tools that solve people's problems and and getting that immediate feedback from people whose problem you solved. Yeah, that's very fulfilling. Like, but you know, but once you've achieved that, like, why why grow it? Yeah, <laughs> like like I said, it's just going to mean more more support tickets. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like, and maybe you can shed some light on this. Something I feel like I've heard is the problems of autopilot, like. I mean, not that like, I, I guess what um, what I'm thinking is, so you build something and that doesn't mean that you build it, you get it to a point and then you like ignore it. Like, no, you probably care about your customers and want to hear from them and want to support them. Um, but, and there, but there's a difference between I'm going to support the customers I have and I'm going to always be trying to get the edge in marketing to grow because like you, it would be nice to, you know, build this asset and have it continue to, it'd be lovely if it continued to grow on its own, but as long as it doesn't diminish, then you're probably okay. Right. So it's got to be scary to think like, well, I don't want to do necessarily like a big marketing push, but at the same time to think, but I also don't want it to go to zero. Like, is that a, is that a fear that, do you think that's a legitimate fear or am I just like manifesting bullshit? <laughs> no, absolutely. No. I mean, you gotta, you have to, you have to keep the product alive, right? Like, so add new features or. You know, if you're gonna have competitors that show up, you gotta you gotta stay ahead of them or at least be at par with them. Mm-hmm. So there is a fear like that if you do nothing, yeah, eventually you will be the the old tool that n- nobody likes anymore. And yeah. but I don't know if you need to be like you need to grow and become the only one, right? Like, yeah. I mean, there's even even like uh, I don't know. Let's like, let's pick Savvy Cal as an example. Like like yeah, Calendly was the the incumbent, but they're still around. They're, they're, I don't think they're going to disappear. I don't think at one point, you know, they're going to close their doors because Savvy Cal stole all their customers. And <laughs> yeah. I think they're, they're still going to be making lots of money and running and, and, and a new competitor is going to come out. And Yeah, that's true. I guess that's like running your own race. Like you're always, you have to pick the races that you want to run. Pick your race well and... Be happy with what you have and just like push where you feel like pushing. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you brought this up because it's, yeah, it reaffirms what my goals have been for where I'm hoping to, how I'm hoping to make money in the future and the kind of life that I want to build for myself. And it, it really is true that, at least in my feed, I'm realizing that the the topic of conversation has been growth for growth's sake, not growth for personal. We don't hear those stories. I feel like one of the stories I've heard most has been the... Um, what are they? The leave me alone app. 
it's like unsubscribing in your in- email inbox. I, I, I never use the product, but I remember that the two founders, I believe they're partners, um, like they're romantic partners. And they've said, um, like, we just want to get on a boat and sail around the world. Right. <laughs> so, and they did it. They uh, recently, they, they managed to get their hands on a boat and they work from the boat. And like, I love the, I love the photos they take of just like, oh yeah, they've got like an antenna up and they're working in the inside of the boat and just like try yeah working away and they're like oh fuck yeah man that's awesome that's right. that's exactly you you're doing exactly what you were hoping to like i that makes me so happy yeah i, I had heard about them but i i don't follow them so i i'd seen their progress mm. but i yeah i knew that was their goal was to to buy a boat and live on the boat yeah yeah and, but then yeah but then the problem becomes then you're one of those people that posts lifestyle photos on instagram <laughs> and Everyone hates you, right? <laughs> That's okay. They can block me. <laughs> right now, my lifestyle photos are like, oh, I'm playing fetch with my dog. So, because <laughs> I, I remember when I quit my job, right, and I, I started a few B two C businesses, and they were, you know, they were paying for my lifestyle. Like, I was, you know, I just wanted to to like shout it at the top of a mountain, right? Yeah. Like, and I started getting blowback from people on my Facebook. Oh. And, it's like, oh, well, not everyone can do that, Mark. And <laughs> like some bitterness, right? Sure. Like, don't. And so then I just stopped sharing anything about what, what I'm doing when I'm not working. Right. Well, I would have liked all of those photos. If we knew, <laughs> if we knew each other at the time, I would have blasted that like button. So maybe that's what killed the uh, lifestyle business is Instagram. <laughs> yeah. It's like people started sharing, you know, Living their life because Instagram has this big like lifestyle section, right? Where like you have the whole van life movement, yep, uh, or digital nomads constantly posting where they are, and and there's a lot of yeah people who are big motivational speakers and like mm. just showing you can have the lifestyle you want, and mm. and that's that's not what I'm. I just want I want the li- I want the lifestyle I want, yeah. <laughs> but I don't need to brag about it. On Instagram and I think there might be something to it where if you're doing something really interesting and fun and someone knows you personally, maybe it makes it kind of real that like, you know, when it's just a motivational speaker saying you can have this, you can have this, you don't, it's almost like you don't believe them. Right. And then when someone, you know, is doing it for real, it makes you realize like, maybe I could be doing it. And that's a, that's a scary thought. Like, what am I leaving on the table? What am I not doing? What am I afraid of? And what choices will I have to make? What will I have to give up? I mean, that's terrifying. So maybe you are getting like, you know, not all of us can, not all of us get the chance to do this. We just made different choices. Right. Yeah. I mean, I guess haters are going to hate. <laughs> <I mean, laughs> wow. Very profound. <laughs> that's it, man. I don't know. Maybe that, maybe that's it. There's the title for the episode. <laughs> but it's true. I mean, I, since I met Justin Jackson, I'm, I'm following him on Instagram now. Okay. And yeah, he does post stories every day. Okay. And those are really lifestyle photos. Like he doesn't, he doesn't seem to be posting stuff about building transistor. Like, right. Like it's like, oh, he went paddle boarding today, you know. Oh, we have, you know, exceptionally warm weather mm. right now. So, yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm kind of over the sharing on Instagram and yeah. Facebook, but... Uh, but I guess I shouldn't shy away from sharing lifestyle stuff. Well, I think like especially other entrepreneurs who you know are successful, um, 
at least for me, it gives me a sense of what's possible. Like, I love hearing about you going to judo and, and deciding to compete. Like, I, maybe this is foolish, but I've always kind of felt like I'm an athlete and I would love to become competitive in something. Um, right. I mean, whether or not it's physical or part of me thinks like, oh, I'd love to like invest a lot of time and become really good at StarCraft or I don't know, like a competitive video game or something. Like, I think that'd be a lot of fun. It'd be a real challenge. Um, yeah. And it's like, oh, maybe I can turn that into a part-time job or I don't know, like, you know, just, just to do it, just to compete and, and to be competitive. It's not an opportunity that a lot of people get, not in the nine to five. And yeah, like, I, I love that you do that. That's, I find it so inspiring. Cause I'm like, oh yeah. Like when you reclaim your time and you, uh, you divorce your, your hourly rate from your income, then it's like, oh, well, anything is possible. Or yeah, or like, that's, or yeah, if you stop focusing on making money, because that, that's what I'm seeing now in the community is like people are really talking about like growing their business and mm. that's that's their competition right that right. they're competing in or that's what their goals are and their ambitions and their drive yeah but if it's not that you'll you'll have those things elsewhere in your life right i mean i don't know anybody that just wants to watch netflix all day long and right like that's that's their ambitions like yeah i want to have I want to have a side business that makes enough money so I can just watch Netflix all day. Like, you know, so, so yeah, like I have, I have goals in judo and, and in poker and in volleyball. Like I, yeah, I just wish there were more people in the building public Twitter sphere that were just sharing about their lifestyle design, like the lifestyle they designed for themselves. And, and also like the building a, building a business that's going to finance it. Totally. Like I still, I still love those stories of how someone comes up with an idea and how they test it and how they get their first 10 customers and then their next hundred. But it's, it's after that, that I don't care anymore. Like where right. it's like, how are we going to reach up 10 million AR? Like, you know, follow me on my journey to a hundred million AR. Couldn't care less. It's like, yeah, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I think that's the thing that we, we've talked about this before, but the, uh, that's what happened with how I built this. It's like the first, the first third, the first half is the most compelling. How did you get yeah. this off the ground? What were you doing? How, how, what did you learn? What were the key insights? And then it's like, oh, and then I like made a bunch of money, right? Somebody invested a bunch of money and then I went off and did this thing. It's like, yeah, yawn. I don't, whatever. You're really <laughs> successful. Awesome. Exactly. That's it. That part of the story, I, I just skip. It's like, okay, I don't care anymore. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We need to bring the lifestyle business back. Yeah, man. We need... You know what the solution to this is? A hashtag. Well, I know I know that Rob Walling keeps talking about maybe re-releasing Start Small, Stay Small. Yeah, he, he mentioned recently that I think he's <clears throat> I think he's rewriting it or something. Yeah, I don't know. I think he's pivoted <clears throat> to writing a brand new book, though. Oh, okay. So I think I know you know, there's still like space for people that are they're like, you know what? I want to quit my job. I want to have a business that finances my life and then just concentrate on finding that idea that and starting small and staying small. Yeah. But with today's strategies, because the, the book is great, but it is quite dated now. Yeah. Yeah. I read it. I read it like <clears throat> just before pandemic. And yeah, it yeah. was she old. <laughs> she's she's yeah, showing, exactly. her, showing her age. Right. Like the <clears throat> screenshots of like, 
yeah. Google AdWords and <laughs> but, but still like they're the I think the tenants that he talks about of just like I think he wanted it to be really actionable so it's like here's a hyperlink to a tool that you can use today right and it's like yeah in that way like all those links are dead or redirected to something else but <clears throat> all the same it's like yeah you want to know the size of a market go look and see how many searches there are try to get an idea yeah. of like can you show a paid ad and like what's the math you should do for a paid ad? What about this? What about this? Just kind of throwing ideas out there. Yeah. But I, but I mean, I think even those strategies are not working anymore. Mm. Like, it's hard to find keywords that are cheap enough where it oh, could be yeah. profitable advertising. So it'd be, it'd be different strategies. Like, yeah. But, and, it's, and it's the same thing with, with the four hour work week. Yeah. Like, you know, the, but all the links that are in that are most likely also don't exist anymore. Like, Oh, find a VA here. And yeah, those things don't exist or they no longer work or, yeah but the the concepts the philosophy behind you know like not waiting until you're 65 to retire like do mini retirements throughout your life instead and and uh yeah lifestyle design like decide what life you want and then how much is going to cost and then then you just have to start a business that makes that much yeah <laughs> but that's one of the things i'm learning as a nomad now that like travel feels expensive but you just have to remember that you're you're not paying double rent you're paying rent yeah. you stop paying rent and then you use that rent to pay a stay at an airbnb or stay somewhere else and sure you can exactly. you might have to pay a little more but like you're not paying double rent that's what makes it affordable. Right. yeah and your groceries are not doubling and no yeah and that that's it like when I, when i quit my job that's why we were doing road trips because we would we would cap while road tripping yeah so like camping is really cheap and if Quite a few times we would rent out our apartment because we had a prime location in Montreal uh-huh. that people wanted to stay at. So sweet. So that would even like most of the time the whole summer was free. Like it was financed by the rent that the tourists were paying. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. We, it would be nice to see more examples of this. Well, if you're a listener and you know of other pl- blogs or accounts to follow, please, please share because. Yeah. Yeah, I would love to see that. Yeah, I think my favorite would be something like, I want to see a photo of like a Thursday afternoon that's like, my kid is sick and I'm just hanging out. We're hanging out on the couch because you, because we can, because we I can. Or, oh, it's Friday morning. I'm taking a long weekend. and Or it's Thursday. I'm taking a long weekend and I'm reading. Or I, I don't know, I'm at the library. Or I don't know, just simple things that we do that just, I, I guess I'm putting my own values on it, but seeing people that are getting to use their time the way they want to use. It. Like when you go to the when you go to the dojo on like a Tuesday morning, you're just like, yep, this is lifestyle design right here. But would you like to see that though? Like what, <clears throat> would it feel like um, bragging or showing off? Or uh, I think it depends on the activity and depends on the person. Like for you, it's like at the judo gym. Like, fuck yeah, you're at the judo gym. Hell yeah. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I could post it once. But then if I post it every single time I'm doing judo, it's like, I don't know. I, don't know. I, I got so much blowback from when I first did it. I was so excited. Wow, look at this. I'm at the grocery store and there's no line out. <laughs> <laughs> or yeah. Doesn't, I got, I got, doesn't matter to me. <clears throat> <laughs> Well, I guess it's because I know the story. And I, yeah. It, it, I just like to see people win, man. I want to see you winning. And you're, to me, you're winning. I love it. Well, then stay tuned. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, follow, I'll hit the follow button. Let's go. Cool. 
yeah. So I don't have anything else. Uh, do you want to wrap up or do you have more to talk about? No, that's it. I got to get back to my lifestyle. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> cool. All right. So uh, thanks a lot for listening and we'll see you again next week. See ya.